Some part of today's gospel has always sort of struck me, I think in a particular way today, should resonate with all of us. Jesus gets the message that his friend Lazarus is sick and about to die. But instead of going to rush there to be with him, John's pretty clear in the gospel. He waits a couple of days, and as a result, Lazarus passes away. Why? Why does Jesus do this? Why does he allow the evil of Lazarus dying to happen? Well, he's pretty clear. He does this so that the glory of God can be demonstrated. That he, the Son of Man, might be able to be glorified because he knows that he is going to resuscitate him and bring him back from the dead. So it resonates with us today, I think, because... To a great degree, many of us, in looking at the situation our world faces, we may ask that same question. Why, Lord? Why did you not act? Why is this happening? Couldn't you have prevented it? Couldn't you do something now? And I think in a great degree, the Lord would give us the same response. We are allowing, I'm allowing this to happen for the greater glory of God. It's somehow... Jesus is going to be glorified. How? We have no idea. And so to sit here and think about it over and over again and try to figure it out is not going to do any good. Instead, I think, we need to take the attitude of Martha and Mary. That's what I want to focus on today. Something that I think is very relevant for all of us today. The confidence that both Martha and Mary have in approaching their friend Jesus. Lord, if you'd have been here, this wouldn't have happened. Lord, you can do something. I have faith that you are the resurrection and the life. That these two women are not afraid to ask Jesus, their friend, to do something. To help them. To help his friend Lazarus. They're willing to speak up and to ask him to do them this great service, this great favor. It's important because I've seen in our world today so many people feel that they are a bother or a burden to other people. They don't want to ask for help because I'm going to inconvenience them. Or they think that I'm a bother or a burden. I don't want to disturb them with spending time with them, much less asking them for some favor. And so we are a culture that doesn't like to ask other people for help. Partially maybe because we like to have control of our situation, but partly it is because of a deep insecurity of not wanting to bother others or actually feeling that we're a burden on other people and even possibly to God. But this is not what Martha and Mary experienced. They didn't feel themselves as burdened. They were willing to rush out to Jesus, to send him the message, to go to him personally and profess their faith in him. What enabled these two women to do it? And the answer is very clear in Scripture. It is their love for Jesus, their friendship for Jesus. And granted, we get the English translation here, but it's clear that they love Jesus and that Jesus loved them. The words that are used are both 
philia, which is friendship love for their love for Jesus. But when it says that Jesus loved them, it is that love of agape. It's that total self-gift. It's the divine love. But we know, because scripture says so today, that Jesus also considered Lazarus his friend, the one that he loves. And so Jesus was their friend, and they were his friend. They spent time together at Bethany. Scripture alludes to that too. He'd go to their house. It was Mary who, who washed his feet, Martha who cooked for him. Lazarus arguably was there also, spending time with Jesus. That the Lord liked to be with them. He enjoyed their company, the food, the conversation, their presence. He had an ease in being with them, and you could even say possibly even delighted in their friendship. There's, their relation was not like the time that maybe we go to someone's house for the first time. We don't really know them. It's really kind of awkward. What are we going to talk about? What if I don't like the food? What if I really want to leave? Because the conversation is getting really strange. That's often what happens the first time. But after time spent together over weeks and months and years, a friendship develops. And as a result, it's not really awkward. We have no problem spending time with them and if need be, asking them for a favor, reaching out to help for small things or for big things. A confidence comes as a result of the love and result of the friendship. This is what enabled Martha and Mary to be so bold to ask Jesus for this great favor, not thinking they were a burden or a bother to him. And this is the problem that we have, particularly if we struggle in seeing ourselves as a burden to Jesus, that we don't know him as a friend, that we don't have that relationship with him. Yes, Jesus loves us. Absolutely, Jesus loves us. But we might question whether Jesus actually likes us. And when I say that, liking is that friendship. If we like someone, we want to spend time with them. We enjoy their company. We delight in being with them. If we know that someone likes us and enjoys spending time with us, we don't see ourselves as a burden. But if we see ourselves as a burden for Christ, or we don't want to ask for certain things, or that we find that we aggravate him, then we're going to probably stay away. We're going to think that the Lord really doesn't want to get involved in our stuff. We're not going to have confidence in our relationship with him. Now, does it mean just because we see ourselves as burdens or bothers to other people, that automatically it's going to transfer to our relationship with Jesus? Probably not. But there is the possibility that there can be a correlation. Because ultimately, the belief is that I am a burden. If I'm going to be a burden on family members and friends, then it's quite logical to think that I may have that same attitude towards Jesus. Particularly if we're not spending time together. If there's not a committed time for prayer and a developing relationship with him. But this is simply a lie. Not only does Jesus love us, each one of us personally, he likes us. He wants to spend time with us. He wants to even waste time with us. He delights in us. And by knowing 
that Jesus delights in us, that he likes us, that we're not a burden to him, that he wants us to come to him with our prayers and our petitions, then it can change our own understanding of who he is, but also of who God the Father is. Because in Jesus speaking to us, loving us, liking us, he is that image of God the Father. He shows us that we are indeed beloved sons and daughters who are not only loved by the Father, but the Father likes us. He delights when we show up in church. He delights when we come to him in prayer. He wants to answer our prayers. We don't need to do anything to impress him, to have a bunch of rituals to get his attention, to earn somehow his love or his respect. And we can just go and be with him in prayer, whether it be in the church or in our own room. Be like Mary, who chose the better part in the other scripture passage, who sat there at the feet of Jesus, not like Martha running around. Allow the Lord to be your friend and to delight in your presence. And this is the reality of what prayer is and what a relationship with Jesus is. Not what we do, and not even what we ask, but simply letting the Lord love us. Let him reach out to us and let that friendship develop. And by developing that friendship with him, we also develop true friendship with our brothers and sisters in Christ. We become more and more to realize that we're not burdens to them, that they actually look forward to being with us, that we don't aggravate, with them, aggravate them, and they want to be able to serve us. And I think as we can see this in the crisis that we're facing today, so many people needing to reach out for help to others and realizing that they're not burdens, that we want to help each other, that their loved ones and their friends delight in being with them and serving them and being their friends. And so we need this now more than ever, not only in our relations with others, but with our relationship with Jesus in this time of crisis. We need people in our church, in our world, who are like Martha and Mary, who don't act out of their insecurity, who don't think they're a burden, who know who they are and know that Jesus is their friend and love them. And as a result, great confidence comes forth. Confidence to be able to ask the Lord for what we need. Confidence to intercede on behalf of the church and the world during this time of crisis. They know who they are, sons and daughters, beloved sons and daughters, of whom the Father is very well pleased. And in that, they are able to go to Jesus, their friend, in confidence. We need that in the world today. We cannot afford to have people with everything that's going around crippled by anxiety and fear and insecurity. We have plenty of time to develop a relationship with Jesus and friendships with our brothers and sisters. Because once that happens, then we are able to radiate the peace and the hope that comes from knowing the Lord. And that's what we see in Martha and Mary. Their hope in Jesus is the resurrection, the life. And no matter what kind of trial or struggle they're going through, their hope and their faith is in the Lord because of their love for him. So let's get deeper in our prayer. Not necessarily just saying prayers, but growing in that friendship with Jesus, knowing that he likes us, that he delights in us, and he wants us to spend time with him 
so that he can show his love to us, but also to show that love for our neighbor, to show them that we delight in them. We want to spend time together. Of course, we have to keep six feet apart. It's important to not gather in a group more than 10, but still gives the chance to show that personal affection that we have for each other. And in doing so, it creates this positive feedback loop where we grow in our identity. We know that we're loved, that we're not burdens, and to be able to exude that confidence and hope to a world that is so in need of it at this time. Amen.